talk about some times in history where people uh, send some historical shade to each other. Uh, our little disclaimers, we are not historians. We never claim to be. We just like history. So we research these topics, but we don't like research them. So please send us corrections uh, and all that fun stuff as we go. Um, well, nice points too. If you send corrections that are amusing and also don't make me cry. Yes, yes. Don't be mean to us. We're very sensitive right now. <laughs> um, so today uh, I'm going to do the historical shade around Oswald the Rabbit. You can't see because it's a podcast, but I'm, <laughs> I'm waving my arms like a Muppet and making an excited face. Ah, another thing that Disney bought, uh, the Muppets. Um, <laughs> so Oswald the oh, Rabbit. Um, I, oh, so today I got my information from Wikipedia, fandom.com, and oh my Disney.com. Uh, so Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, also known as Oswald the Rabbit, or also known as Oswald Rabbit, where Rabbit was his last name, uh, is this is I just love this Wikipedia, is an anthropomorphic rabbit, an animated cartoon created by uh character created by Walt Disney for cartoon animal films. So anytime I can use the word anthropomorphic, I'm good with that. Um, so Oswald the Rabbit was one of Disney's first creations. Um, a few things about him before we get started into like the shade of it. A total of 27 animated Oswald one-reelers were produced by Walt Disney Animation Studios um, back in the day. Uh, so when Walt Disney was still in Kansas City, Missouri, he and longtime creative uh, collaborator uh, Iwerks created this film called Alice's Wonderland. Um, it was a short film that combined footage of a live action, a live action actress uh, with an animated background and animated characters. So, like Disney's done this before. Uh, we see it later in more popular films, like. Roger Rabbit, um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang's a big one, uh, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, yes! So they started that long, long time ago. So they created uh, this Alice's Wonderland. Well, after that, oh, Mary Poppins. They also did a Mary Poppins, let's not forget. And the new Mary Poppins, spoiler if you haven't seen it. Um, you should have seen it, it came out last year. Uh, so <laughs> I like that that's the spoiler. Yeah, they're, they're animals. There's animation in a Disney movie. Spoiler. Uh, Want to know what happened on Game of Thrones? No, we're not that podcast. Um, <laughs> so, the, um, so after they created this Alice's Wonderland, they noticed that it was really expensive to do a film like that because guess what? Actors are expensive. So they decided, I don't know if you know that, Julie, but... Uh, I, I want to be one of those actors that's expensive. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we're pretty cheap, but all right. Um, but they knew that they had to create a couple just animated movies um, to make some money. So they decided the initial cartoon that they created um, in 1927 uh, with Oswald the Rabbit um, was actually not ever screened theatrically it was just used as kind of a and so was um alice's wonderland was never screened theatrically but they were used to get investors um so kind of 
kind of like a GoFundMe of the time of like, here's the thing we could do if you just give us more money, it'd be even better. Uh, so they created Oswald the Rabbit for that. Um, and Charles Mintz, an American producer and distributor who handled the Alice shorts, had um, entered in- record, I just thought you said Charles Manson. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, man, his career took a turn. <laughs> Historical shame. Uh, no, his name's Charles Mintz, um, or Minced. Uh, he was entering into negotiations for a new character for Universal Pictures. And so they saw too many cats on the market was the big thing that they were saying. So they decided to make Oswald a rabbit whenever they were going into these negotiations. Um, so Walt sent them schedule uh, sketches of the rabbits, different rabbits. And then on March 4th, 1927, Mintz signed an agreement with Universal for 25 animated shorts starring a brand new character designed by Walt Disney, an unknown at the time, uh, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. So um, because of the cost of all the actors, they decided to get rid of Alice's Wonderland. They'll do it again, don't worry, but with no actors. Um, and just dive into Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. So... Um, it was working out for Universal Studios because Universal Studios also wanted to get into the cartoon business. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. So there's a lot of stuff when it goes to the historical shade of like Oswald the Lucky Rabbit of like, so-and-so stole it. No, they made it for Universal is all the research that I got on it. So they dive in. Um, Walt Disney starts making 27 films about Oswald. So let me tell you a little bit about Oswald and what he's like. Um, so during the days under Disney, um, Oswald was one of the first cartoon characters who has a personality. So a lot of the cartoon characters before them were like, it's a cat, it's a dog, but he had a very specific personality. Um, they said about him, uh, there's a great quote that was like, imagine Mickey if he were a little more egotistical, or imagine Bugs Bunny if he talked the talk but wasn't as good at walking the walk. Um, I, so a few things that I love about Oswald, I looked up his likes. His likes are his girlfriend, Hortensia. Um, he likes mischief, fun, hot dogs, and being the center of attention. So he and I have a lot in common. Oh, God. <laughs> and then dislikes are uh, Homer, Pete. Uh, Homer's a cat that he was uh, against. And he also dislikes being forgotten or hated. Oh, that's ironic. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oswald, I get you. You're now becoming my favorite rabbit. Um, so Walt Disney, being kind of a perfectionist and really, you know, he didn't want to just create any old rabbit. Uh, he started looking away from the cartoon styles at the time. So there were very... Um, very kind of flat cartoon styles at the time where he started to look at camera angles, effects and editing of live action films and bring them in to his cartoons. So instead of looking at other cartoons going, how can I make this cartoon better? He looked at Laurel and Hardy, Charlie Chaplin movies, Buster Keaton movies and go, how can I make Oswald the rabbit look like these films, but with animation. So it was kind of a really cool turning point. Um, it was quoted that Walt Disney said that Oswald, he didn't want him to simply be a, a rabbit character animated and shown in the same light as the commonly known cat characters. They really didn't like the cat characters, apparently. Um, and instead of him being 
just there for gags. They wanted to make Oswald Oswald. So they wanted him to be, no matter what he did, you're like, oh, that's so Oswald. Um, so, ta-da! Uh, Oswald had a really, really good success for Walt Disney. Um, great success. So they were able to grow their staff to 20 people. And Walt's weekly salary from the series was, guess how much? Weekly salary. What year is this? 1927. Um, $30? No, $100. I don't know economics. No, no, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's, that just shows you how successful he was. But we're also in 1927. Like, we're right on the brink of the Great Depression. So, 100 bucks um Roy Disney only earned 65 a week Roy Roy give it up for Roy Disney um so then they earned five so that was their weekly salary and then they earned $500 every time a short was officially produced which you deserve it as someone who makes films like actually getting it to be seen by eyes is ridiculous and then at the end of the year they got to split the uh end of the year profits with Universal um or with each other, sorry. So Walt received 60% of the end of the year profits, which was $5,361. So 1927, a nice 5,000 chunk of change. And then Roy only received 40%, wah, wah, Roy, uh, which was $3,574. So Oswald's going great. It's going phenomenal. It's going amazing. Um, with the income that uh, was gained in the Oswald series, Walton Roy actually purchased 10 acres of land in the desert, and they also invested in an oil drilling venture, so they weren't one to sit on their laurels. Um, as time passed, uh, Disney started to get really skeptical about his contract with Minst um, because they've, they noticed some kind of, kind of shady things starting to happen and that he had been going behind Disney's back and creating like pickup runs for Oswald reels, like other stuff to like add in and hiring Disney's animators from out from under him. So there's a lot of stuff happening. I mean, I don't know what went down, but I would just like to say like, I think business-wise they're like, oh, this Disney's too expensive for $100 a week. So let's just take all of his animators and his ideas and go from there. How much were those animators getting paid if they didn't even go to Roy? 20, 25. That's <laughs> 29. $29 a week. Um, yeah, so they were kind of hiring. And so Disney was like, I don't like what's happening. Um, so eventually, Walt and his wife, Lily, they're going to New York. And they're, they're shopping they're shopping the series to other distributors. So they're basically going to other people besides Universal and going like, here's what our stuff looks like. Do you want it? Um, Which that's a whole other game in the movie business of like, please buy my thing. Uh, Because you never can go with like a half made thing. It's usually like the whole thing. So he knew that there, so he went to Fox. They said, no, silly Fox. He went to MGM. They said no. And so he comes back to Minst. Um, with Oswald and he Mintz makes him an offer of giving him a 20% pay cut from what he's been given um, in the spring of 1928 
So he Mintz goes, hey, yeah, you can still work for us, 20% pay cut. So Walt Disney, in the spring of 1928, so like everyone knows the economy is about to collapse, Disney decides to quit and therefore leave that character behind. So, yeah, (laughs) it's really sad. So this character that, like, he grew and loved and, like, created, he knew that it wasn't artistically good for him and that he was kind of, I mean, people can say what they want about Walt Disney, but this moment, I think, really says something that he's like, no, I'm destined for bigger and better things. I know that nobody's making money. I know that, but I'm going to leave this character behind because I'm going to part my own ways. Um, But I will say that it's also easy to see. So the economy collapses. Um, What survives in a broken economy? Art and entertainment. So I think Disney also knew, like, even if everything goes down, people are still going to go to the movies and they're going to go to them more. So that's just my thoughts. Um, So on the long train ride home, remember he lived in the desert and he was in New York. Uh, he came up with an idea, so he just left his character behind, uh, to create another character, and he was going to retain the rights to it. So no one was going to buy the rights to this character. So he and uh, iWorks um, would develop the new cartoon in secret, and that new cartoon was Mickey Mouse. He came up with Mickey Mouse on the way home from leaving like the ultimate rebound relationship. In in my head, he was yeah. like, okay, I need a new character. Cats are out. Cats no are always cats. out. No more cats. The mouse. That's the opposite of a cat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yep. So, Mickey Mouse. Uh, fun Mickey Mouse fact. Uh, because Julie and I both worked at Disney way too long. And people were like, Steamboat Willie. The first Mickey Mouse cartoon to be filmed was not Steamboat Willie. Dun, dun, dun. It was a film called plain crazy in the summer of 1928 so he rolled out this new mickey film within like a month and a half um but it was produced as a silent and held back from release so all you disney files out there plain crazy was the very first mickey mouse film steamboat willie was the first one released and um because it was silent steamboat willie was the first mickey mouse film with a soundtrack so fun, fun Disney facts. Um, so Disney's on the train. Dun dun dun! He creates Mickey Mouse gold mine. Universal has Oswald. So let's talk about what Universal does with Oswald. Um, so they create uh, a few more uh, Oswald cartoons, and they actually give the Oswald cartoon to uh, Walter Lance. Walter Lance is the creator of Woody Woodpecker. So the man who creates Woody Woodpecker is now creating the Oswald cartoons. Um, So now Oswald cartoons, and Oswald's already very popular, gaining popularity, and then Mickey Mouse is happening at the same time. Uh, By a crazy coincidence, Disney and Minst, um, which is who has Oswald still, each produced nine cartoons the first year after the split. So nine cartoons with Oswald, nine cartoons with Mickey, and 17 the next year. 17 with Oswald and 17 with Mickey. Now, is that a coincidence? I think not. No, it, no. (laughs) There's someone on the inside. 
Yeah, there's someone going like, hey, he's got another cartoon and someone's drawn real quick. Um, but I will say, with all this like craziness going between Minst and Walt Disney, Walter Lance, the guy who's actually animating Oswald, he consults Walt Disney about the Oswald shorts for a little while and him and Walt Disney become great friends because um, Walt Disney un like walked away from it and he enjoys Walter Lance as a person so there's no animosity between animators um, just you know the big execs so over the next decade they create 142 Oswald cartoons and they make 194 films that the characters start in um, they span over three producers. So Oswald was not, I think a lot of people think like, oh, it was this, you know, little film that Walt Disney made and we never saw him again. 194 films with this guy. Um, Oswald went through some changes. Going through changes. Um, he, changes. Uh, he got white gloves on his hands after a while. Who else has white gloves on their hands? Hmm. He got shoes on his feet. A shirt pulling off the Winnie the Pooh. No pants. Um, he got a cuter face, is what they said, with larger eyes. Um, and then shorter ears. So they made him, like, fluffier. Um, instead of, if you see the pictures of, like, the original Oswald, he's pretty gangly. Uh, and this one they made look like a little, a little bit more of a bunny. Um, so... And then they changed the color of his fur and they made him, his stories a lot softer. So he used to be, you know, afraid of being forgotten or hated. And now it's like, he's afraid of a cat. So mm -hmm. a lot chiller. Um, so obviously not the direction Disney was going in at all. While Mickey Mouse is still the direction Disney was going in. They also give him a voice, which he didn't have a voice uh, when Walt Disney created him. Some of the voices of Oswald were animator Bill Nolan, animator Pinto Kolvig, uh, animator June Foray, and then also Mickey Rooney. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, also, uh, also, Oswald was in a few comic books starting in 1935 um, when DC Comics featured him. Uh, in a series of adventures. Um, and he kept going in comic books and comic books. He kept, um, they kept putting out films here and there, kind of on the same line as um, Disney f through the 50s until the 1960s. He just kind of faded into comic book land. But the Oswald comics were only produced in the 1960s outside of the United States. So they were in Mexico and Italy, and that was through the end of the 20th century. Um, and that kind of, and they kind of faded because they had a more retro a look at them. So now Oswald has kind of faded into obscurity. I don't think I need to tell any of the listeners what Mickey Mouse has been doing <laughs> during this whole time. Just growing and growing. His hat is in MGM Studios. When it used to be MGM Studios, the hat goes down. It's very sad. Yeah. So Mickey's going big, Oswald's fading into obscurity. So let's go to February 2006. Uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger um, is initiating a trade with NBC Universal. So uh, for those of you who don't know, I did the, the Disney college program. And like whenever you go to like one of the like 
uh, information meetings about it at your college, they show you this video of everything Disney owns and it's literally everything. So it goes through ABC, ESPN, all that stuff. But ABC and ESPN are one are owned by Walt Disney Company. NBC Sports is owned by NBC Universal. So ABC in 2006 lost its contract rights for the NFL broadcast. Take two, the NFL broadcast. Um, so there was. I'm not a sports person. Sorry, y'all. But there was a really big um, broadcaster named Al Michaels that worked for ABC Sports and the um, NFL at the time. But the NFL was then going to NBC Sports. Well, Al Michaels didn't really want, he wanted to stay with that brand, not that company, but he already signed his contract. So Bob Iger had an idea for a trade. So Bob Iger um, said, hey, We'll give you Al Michaels if you give us back Oswald the Rabbit. Uh, and the NBC Universal uh, CEO at the time was like, who's Oswald the Rabbit? Like truly said that back to him. Um, Bob Iger was probably like, <laughs> who's Oswald the Rabbit? But um, that was one of the things that they wanted. Plus the 26 short films made by Walt Disney. So the original short films made by Walt Disney and the rights to Oswald the Rabbit. So... Al Michaels thought when this trade was happening that he was going to be the big deal about the trade. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, Al Michaels was being traded. And it was not. Oswald the Rabbit was the big deal. So after, let's say, let me count, no, almost 80, 90 years of Oswald not being in Disney's property, it comes back. And with a vengeance. Because what is the first thing they do? They make merch. They make so much merch. So in 2007, um, a t-shirt line comes out um, with all the new Disney Walt, like Oswald merchandise. Um, a two disc DVD set, The Adventure to, Adventures of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit comes out. So you can actually watch the old ones. Uh, the Disney store also began to introduce Oswald into its merchandise line. Um, so when they were introducing him, was it like, rediscovered new character like or were they just like yeah we got this rabbit back from uh our biggest competitor like i'm just fascinated by this so, i mean I it was alive then but i don't remember oh no 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 i remember so this was um 2007 so i had already tried to get into the disney college program um i didn't for the first time it's a thing um so i was a big disney person back then and you kind of knew about Oswald, like you kind of knew what happened. And there was kind of a stir about him anyway, because YouTube had been invented. So there was a lot of like, if you watch conspiracy theory, like YouTubes, it was like, oh, guess who they stole. And then it was also in a lot of inspirational books where it's like, oh, you think you're doing bad. You know, Walt Disney's first thing was taken away from him. It's like when they say, like, Oprah was fired from her first job, and Tina Fey worked at, like, those lists. It was always, like, and Disney <laughs> had his first cartoon taken from him. Um, so people, the hardcore Disney people knew. Um, so when it happened, like, they were selling out. Um, Oswald started to come back to the parks, and Oswald, obviously, they created Oswald ears to sell at the parks as well. So really long 
Oswald ears instead of your Mickey ears. Um, and he's also in the Mickey Mouse uh, Bonavista Street. Um, the big thing was they were going, Bonavista Street is the name of the company that makes like all the side video games. And I know where this part's going. Yeah. And the main reason they wanted Oswald back was for the video game Epic, Epic Mickey, which is still one of my top video games. Epic Mickey 2, however, <laughs> it was like, they were like, man, we really struck gold with this Epic Mickey. You know what? Let's change all of the gameplay and make it unnecessarily complicated and also not as good of a story. Well, I, I was reading about it. Like, I'm not, I need to be a better video gamer, but like every single character has a song that plays and like the song changes depending on what you choose. Is that correct? Yeah, um, so I'm so excited to be talking about this. <laughs> so uh, basically the, the premise of Epic Mickey is that like you have the ability to either restore things that have gone wrong mm-hmm. or um, and, and you restore them with like more paint or you can take it away. And I can't remember, it's been a while since I played it. I mean, the game's like nine years old at this point. Yeah. Um, like basically like erasing the ink. So that's easier to do uh but if you do that it it makes you uh, like more of a bad person and so like the world starts to shift this was like from a video game standpoint this was sort of like a whole era of like that and fable and and when they were realizing oh yeah how you play the game like you have the ability to choose like what type of player you want to be and it would start impacting the world they're um, in one of the the screenwriting software I use. They have a video game writing software in it, and it's really cool because it's like that's the reason. So you can keep track of all the different stems of storyline. Oh. It's really yeah. So this is one of so Epic Mickey Two was actually the main reason they wanted Oswald back because they actually wanted him to be the main villain. Um, yeah, but ex- the you face can't that she's see this yeah. <laughs> I'm making up. That's not how things... Like, there's a fly on her nose and she's shirking back. (laughs) Nope, nope. Yeah, so they didn't do that, and they put him in, like, a post... What I read, a post, like, apocalyptic 1930s animation area, which I think is kind of meta if you think, like, we got him back, so you have to restore the world. Um, So that's why they brought him back and obviously that went really really well so you can actually see oswald in all of the parks now you can see him and disney can they started putting him in uh they actually put him in big hero six uh he's in like one of those not a hidden mickey it's a hidden oswald literally in big hero six which is one of my favorite movies because i think it's really good about like depression and mental health and what it really looks like um, and then also they wanted to put him in Wreck-It Ralph as one of the racers, but it was too obvious. So the the Disney company has like grabbed him and welcomed him back with open arms. So a few fun trivias about uh, Oswald. Um, despite being uh, draw- like looking like um, Oswald is hand drawn, uh, and he is for most of the part, but he actually comes back in a Walt Disney Motion Pictures. Um, in 2013, they make a short film uh, with him. His first appearance back in cinema on a thing called Get a Horse. And it looks like it's hand-drawn, but it's all CG. Uh, just fun fact. Um, Oswald, Goofy, 
and Pete are three of the very few characters in classic Disney shorts have biological children um, instead of a traditional niece and nephew. So Goofy obviously has Max, uh, Pete has PJ and Pistol, and Oswald has kids um, named Bunny Children. Uh, they also appear in Epic Mickey 2, apparently. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm beginning to think I didn't play very far in the episode. <laughs> You're like, nah. Um, I wonder if it was because it like required a, like to play well, you have a second player. And... It was a lonely time for. I know this is taking me down a spiral. <laughs> I'm going to like, I'm going to play this game when we're done. I still have it. Um, just another fun Disney fact while well, is talking about like kid, the characters that have biological kids. Donald Duck has a son in one short, and the short is called How to Have an Accident at Work. <laughs> and I just think that that's real. Is the accident related to his son? I don't know. <laughs> I, is the accident his son? Who knows? <gasps> um, too topical. Okay. Let me see. Great. Let me see. Do I have anything else? Um, oh, so, and then the last thing is that now Oswald, whenever he's being played, he is um, voiced by Frank Welker. And Frank Welker uh, is amazing, amazing, amazing voice actor for Disney. And he has been like, these will sound like weird things, but he's been the cricket in Mulan. He's been Raja. He's been the step stool in, or the like, ottoman in beauty and the beast like he does all the like animalish voices so that's who's doing oswald now so that's the story of the historical shade around oswald the lucky rabbit Ta-da! <laughs> that was that was awesome i yeah <laughs> well i just i feel like i had so many preconceived notions like for some reason i had like made it like very like fairy tale-esque uh-huh. but like Oswald had just been like lost in a vault for years and found it. And it was like, look, we had this character, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we sort of like when we're kids don't really obviously think of like the business aspect of things and, and all of that. Like as a kid, you think like Disney just created all these characters in Disney world to make kids happy. Yeah. Well, and I, I think um, two of the things that I really took away from it was I, I remember when it was all happening and I was like, why didn't Universal give back, you know, Oswald earlier and this and how dare they? And now like being older and being in business, I'm like, well, no, I mean, they developed it for Universal. That makes sense. And, and I also think it's funny because we've done a few of these now, like we're still short, you know, we just started this podcast, but the amount of people that are directly involved, like, usually the people that have been like offended or like are like, you know what? It is what it is. And they walk away and someone else is so furious for them. For them. Yeah. So it's just funny to me that uh, like Walt Disney was like, yeah, it was what it was. I'm going to go, I'm going to make Mickey. And then 80 years later, Bob Iger was like, wait, what? Oswald. And Universal's like, who? Wait. It's, it's like, you know, like they, this has been festering and they've been thinking about Oswald and like Universal moved on years ago. They, I yeah. mean, geez. Well, they, 
if they stopped producing the the like films and all that and all they had were the comic books from the 60s on like mm-hmm. that's like one specific division that's not talking to another division yeah so <laughs> of course like 45 years later they're like who what well and and just like the so bob Iger, i read an article about how when he took over as CEO, he promised Walt Disney's daughter, I will get Oswald back. And like, what a dramatic moment of like, I, and she, and like her response was, I mean, it's how you read into it, but it's basically like, that would be cool. <laughs> like, she's like, that's nice. She's breaking in the millions. She's like, yeah, if you want to, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like a weird, a very uh, weird emotional attachment. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Bob. Sorry, Bob Iger. Um, all Even right. I really love that rabbit. Well, I do. I do too. And well, I just I now it makes me want to go back and watch all the the older ones. Truly, like the the likes as being the center of attention and dislikes as being forgotten or hated. I was like, I need to watch that rabbit, and we need to talk. <laughs> so. God, I want to see. I want. I want them to do this will never happen. Let me clarify this. Right. I would love to see like a short that's like a joint therapy session with like Mickey and Oswald. I mean, because they're both so old now. Like they and they're like, and... like, let's talk about your father. <laughs> you know, your creator. Uh, oh. <laughs> if anyone decides to make this, Laura and I uh, would love to be considered for the voice actor for the therapist. Yes, of course. Of course. I'll just be the narrator. We're those we're the cheap working actors too. Like. Yeah, yeah, we're super cheap. <laughs> I love when people are like actors are so expensive. It was like obviously you haven't met one because most of us are like, hey, monies? All right. Um so Julie, what are what's some future light you got going on? Uh well immediately, uh I'm definitely going to go figure out where my copy of Epic Mickey is. Uh huh. So I can start playing that, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then also I'm I'm going out of town on a trip next week, uh, but it's a work trip. Which you know, mm-hmm. as an adult, I haven't gone on enough work trips for that to be not exciting for me yet. Yeah, still just like this fascination of like, you mean someone's paying for this flight? <laughs> oh my oh. goodness! I'm in coach for free. <laughs> They check my bags and I get a carry-on without the guilt. So that, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's what nice. about you? What's your future like? Um, I mean, I will say that I am excited by the books that have come out this month and like the past like month and a half because I have a lot of like personalities and comedians and stuff that I listen to and watch and they all came out with books. So I'm excited to kind of like sit and just read forever. So, uh, speaking of comedians, I just, mm-hmm. I think you, you'll like this book and mm-hmm. other people that potentially like books, um, which if you don't like books, why are you listening to a podcast about history? <laughs> um, so it's called wild and crazy guys. and it's how comedy mavericks of the 80s changed hollywood forever interesting it was like bill murray steve martin um chevy chase who else is on here but anyway i just i ordered it 
John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy. So it's it's sort of like a nice little like mm-hmm. you know breakdown of like Ghostbusters and Caddyshack and all of those movies. Very cool. I wish I I wonder if there's a female equivalent to that as well because I remember that that was a big time and like the the next book in my opinion uh-huh. should be like Hoot and Holler Girls <laughs> or Hoot and Holler Women because yes, yes, yes. Holler the 80s for I mean the 80s in general for comedy yeah for comedy and just like work dynamic like women and men in the workplace and that shift nine to five Dolly Parton I'm just saying if you haven't watched it in a while Dolly Parton is a gift to us all she is huh. And on that note, let's send this for Dolly. Let's send it for for you, Dolly. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit.